Mark includes this story in his gospel as a part of a healing hat trick Jesus performs. He heals the man possessed by a demon. Then he heals Simon's mother-in-law of a fever. And finally, he heals this leper. Mark is careful to help his readers see that Jesus did not go out seeking followers. He was not some charismatic Jewish revolutionary who was building a following so he could overthrow the current system and rise to power himself. These healings weren't part of some plan to gain attention and, and, and garner devotees. Instead, Mark's gospel is woven through with this strand that biblical scholars call the messianic secret. Jesus wasn't ready for the world to know who he was. But whether he liked it or not, people recognized the Son of God in their midst. This man in today's story was one of those. He is quite certain this is no ordinary man he's come to see. Notice in the passage, he doesn't ask a question of Jesus. He's declarative and emphatic. If you choose, you can make me clean. This man has been touched by some sort of skin disease and he's tired of the resulting suffering. In Mark's world, there were a lot of skin diseases that resulted in one being called a leper. So he may or may not have suffered from Hansen's disease, which is what we understand leprosy to be today. The important thing was that in his day, this disease, psoriasis, some scaly skin disorder, something contagious or maybe not, whatever it was, resulted in his being defined a leper, which meant he not only suffered the physical symptoms of the disease, maybe itching, discomfort, pain, but he also suffered the social stigma attached to it. You see, lepers in that day were socially isolated, and they were required to warn anyone who might get near them that they were to be regarded as unclean. Now remember, uncleanliness not only meant that one had some physical ailment, but it was also interpreted to be the result of some terrible sin or crime against God or God's people that one had committed. So there probably wasn't a lot of sympathy for these people. I mean, in essence, people concluded that they had brought it on themselves. You know, they asked for it. They deserved what they got. It was their own fault they were suffering. And suffering they did. Being touched by a skin disease meant that they were no longer touched by others. Imagine that. People didn't reach out to them socially nor emotionally, and certainly not physically. So this, this man, he's desperate. He needs to be healed. He needs his physical malady cured, and just as importantly, he needs to know that God forgives him for whatever he supposedly did to cause this. He needs to be restored to the community and once again surrounded by family and friends. So somehow he's touched by an insight, an epiphany, if you will, a revelation that this Jesus is just the person who can do this wondrous thing. And so he tells him, if you choose Jesus, you can make me clean. And Jesus is touched. Some translations read moved with pity, or some translations put it moved with anger. Either way, Jesus is touched with strong emotion. 
Maybe he feels both pity and anger. He pities this man who is afflicted not only bodily, but in, in his soul as well. And he is angered by a system that blames an individual for their illness and then sends them off to suffer in isolation. Either way, he is touched. And so he reaches out and he touches the man. Jesus touches this man and speak, then speaks words of healing. If we're not careful, I think we miss this important act. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Remember, Jesus doesn't have to touch in order to heal. He can simply speak words and demons flee and fevers end. But Jesus touches him because this man desperately needs to be touched. You know, I can imagine that this man might have been married. At one time before the disease became visible to others, he might have had a wife who ran her fingers through his hair, who would pat his arm while he talked, who would reach out and grasp his hand for no particular reason. But the disease probably robbed him of all of that. She had to choose between him and what she was taught was God's law. Touching him would make her unclean as well. So maybe she was repulsed and threw him out to live alone or with the other lepers. Or maybe he removed himself so that she wouldn't be tempted. Or maybe she loved him enough to risk it. Maybe they would sneak off occasionally to some isolated place where he could once again feel the comfort of a hug, the warmth of another body sitting beside his. What once, What had once been so taken for granted in life was suddenly a rare, precious, even non-existent thing. His children couldn't run to him. He couldn't kiss their boo-boos or rumple their hair. He'd been touched by a terrible disease, but in essence, so had they. They had all been touched by an affliction that stole from them life and peace and happiness. Jesus knew all that, and he had compassion, and he had anger. And so he chose to do something about it. He touched him and declared him clean. There are diseases and practices that do the same kinds of isolating and hurting today. Obviously, AIDS comes to mind. But physical disabilities of all sorts can do the same thing. Think about it. Wheelchairs and crutches often render people invisible. Failing health makes others disappear out of sight in the nursing home or hospital, or convalescing at home, out of mind. Because a man's in prison, the wife and kids become untouchables in the community. Because she suffered an emotional breakdown, people steer clear of her and hers. And the death of the other often leaves a remaining spouse lonely, listless, and longing for the touch of another. Oh, to enjoy human touch, contact. Once again, so Jesus taught us long ago and far away the importance of human touch. And yes, it's healing capabilities. But he also recognized that hugs alone won't cut it. These folks have to be reabsorbed into society. They have to know that they are welcome and that they fit, that they have a place. So he tells the man to go to the priest because it was only a priest who could officially declare someone clean. Now, we don't know from the story 
whether he took this step or not. But I like to think that he did go to the priest as Jesus directed. That way the religious establishment too would learn more about who Jesus was and what great things he could do. And although we know a lot of priests didn't like hearing those things, and eventually they would plot to torture and crucify Jesus, I like to believe that at least some of them were touched by the testimony of this man. Some of them became convicted that the system was indeed wrong in need of change. They came to realize that they were doing as much harm to diseased people as the diseases themselves. I like to think that Jesus worked through this man to heal some of the priests of their sinful and hurtful ways. Jesus' touch is so powerful that he can heal indirectly through the touch of another. In fact, this man touched many lives. He refused to keep the secret Jesus told him to keep. This was such good news, he couldn't keep it quiet. And because he couldn't, people came from every quarter, north, south, east, and west, to find this man from Galilee. People flocked to Jesus because this leper was touched, and he, in turn, shared his message and touched them. I think there's a lesson for us here in this seemingly simple story. We, like the leper, like Adam's song, need to seek out the healer, Jesus. In a sense, we're all lepers, are we not? There's not a one of us who doesn't need some kind of healing. Maybe it's physical, but just as likely it's a sickness of the soul. Maybe we suffer from debilitating jealousy or crippling envy or cancerous hatred. Maybe we're being destroyed by our pride or even its opposite, our self-loathing. Maybe we suffer great guilt, believing that we're getting what we deserve, thinking ourselves beyond forgiveness and salvation. Each of us has something we need Jesus to help us to be rid of so that we can be made clean, made whole. Jesus chooses to cleanse us and heal us. Like the leper, we simply need to go to him, kneel before him and acknowledge that he is the Christ, the Son of God, capable and willing to save us and transform us. And once we are made clean, we are to go out and what? Touch others. Maybe like the leper, our stories, our words will touch them. But I believe Jesus also wants us to model our lives after his. We are to reach out and touch the untouchables. We are to bring healing, physical, emotional, spiritual. Like Jesus, we are to touch the lonely, the lepers, with the good news that God loves them, God forgives their sins, and God wants to be in relationship with them. If we allow ourselves to be touched, and then reach out to touch others. People will come to Jesus from every quarter, and they will be touched, touched by the great physician, touched by the holy comforter. They will be touched. Like the leper, each of us, they will be touched, they will be made clean, and they will be brought back into relationship with the rest of God's children. May it be so, O oh God. May it be so. Amen.